Hey, Dad, what do you do when you're out with friends? The waiter comes up and tries to take everybody's order, but the whole table freezes up, and everyone's looking at each other trying to find some help. Mm, that's a great question. So what, what should I do? You should have some confidence, Dad, or as our friends at Jägermeister call it, shotfidence. If everyone's having trouble ordering, here's what you do. You take charge, you grab the bull by the horns, you find that dog in you, and you make an executive decision. And just order for the table a round of ice-cold Jägermeister shots. Damn, that's cold. Because apparently, we've all been drinking Jägermeister wrong. Did not know that. How should we be drinking it? Glad you asked, Dad. We should be drinking it ice cold at zero degrees Fahrenheit. Well, that brings up other things that I love ice cold as well. And I'll tell you right out of the gate, that's going to be a candy bar pulled out of the freezer. That's my way of eating candy. Oh, I love it. On the golf course out there, you get to the turn in the middle of the round there, and you get to that little clubhouse there, and they've always got the candy bar options, and I always see they've usually got a little box of them in the freezer, and it always makes it better on a hot day out on the golf course, taking a bite of that cold, cold chocolate and getting ready to go for the rest of my round. It's the same way with Jägermeister. So wherever you are, if you're hanging out with friends at the bar, call the shots. Cheers with ice-cold shots of Jägermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume. Imported by Mast Jägermeister US, White Plains, New York. Lots of things go better together. Hockey, food, golf, peanut butter and jelly, Gojo and Golik, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. What? But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to DraftKings Network. Welcome, everybody, to the Gojo and Golic kickoff in Kansas City. Wow. We are brought to you by Wrangler, made for the ride for life. Save 15% on your first Wrangler.com order with promo code GOJO15. Well, Mike Golick Jr., Mike Golick Sr. here. Dan. We made it. We, we made it. And can I just say, we're, we're already, you know, you, you plan the show, and we're already throwing out some of the beginning. Because right to the right of us off the stage here is a, you know, the, at a game, they have different games you can do, you know, a football toss, this and that. They have a vertical jump station where they have, you know, the, the little paddles that you jump and you, and you hit like you see at the combine. And we said, oh, and a break. Me, you, and Brandon. Brandon, you, again, teammates at Notre Dame. We're going to go over and do that. And the first thing you said to me was, you're legitimately concerned that I would get hurt. 
To which I said, you, you think you're going to jump higher than me? See, this is what happens, the wounded pride of an old man right now, who's been doing this for multiple decades, wouldn't even let me get out the fact that we are live outside of Arrowhead Stadium Whatever. in Kansas City, okay. ahead of the kickoff of the NFL season, the defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Detroit Lions. We are over here between the G&H parking lots. we got a great scene. There are Chiefs fans all over the place, a ton of Lions fans, there really are. quite frankly. But you know what you're doing right now? You're deflecting. I, I'm trying to be the Whatever. professional. Whatever. Which I thought was going to be your role in this relationship yeah. when we started doing the show again. Okay. But no, again, you've got to worry about the fact that you are already eyeing up a task that you're just not going to be able to complete. you got no butt. You have no butt. I don't know what's going to propel you skyward, but it's not a butt because you don't have one. I'm going to just know we got a great show for you. A great show. Oh, see, this is you trying to now actually reset because I called you out. Just know ah! I am going to jump higher than you, and we're both going to jump higher than Brandon. Yeah, no, that is definitely yeah. uh, going to be the case there. We do have a great uh, show here coming up tonight, though. Andrew Hawkins going to join us here, former NFL wide receiver. We'll get some Chiefs talk coming up here in the beginning as we are getting ready to go for tonight. We are on for three hours here with you guys here on DraftKingsNetwork.com, the DraftKings YouTube, Samsung TV+, Plus, all that good stuff, Dad. But uh, in the meantime, as we are getting ready to start the 2023 NFL season, and we're fired up. Thankful yep. to DraftKings, thankful to Campbell's Chunky, yep. which we'll have a little yes, bit of a soup tasting. Later on in the show, I don't know if people know, Campbell's got spicy soups oh, in the gosh. business here. And Cannot so wait. We are going to taste some spicy soups. We're going to give right. out some spicy takes as we go along with that. But as we're getting started, as we're getting ready for this game tonight, it feels like there's only one place to start. And really, it's a twofold place here. And that's an update on two of the most important Chiefs. You're not kidding. Two of the most important players in this football game both of which may not be playing tonight here as we have got still the holdout going for Chief Star defensive tackle Chris Jones and the potential injury surrounding Chief Star tight end Travis Kelsey dead. The latest we have seen on Travis Kelsey as we get set to go for tonight is that he's going to be a game-time decision. It sounds like he's going to work right. out. He wants to play and go this per Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport, but ultimately the decision is going to be made by the training staff of the Kansas City Chiefs to see if he is, in fact, ready for game time. Yeah, the Chris Jones part of it is easy. I don't care if Chris Jones signed right now. He's not going to play tonight. There's no way you would put him on the field after all the time he missed. But Travis Kelsey, Travis is going to want to play. No doubt about that. So it's one of those situations where you got to take the helmet you know, away from the player. So he's going to warm up in the end before the game and see how he feels and talk to the trainers, and I'm sure he's going to be like, feels great, ready to go. If Andy Reid has any say of this, Andy's going to play the conservative side of this without question and say, listen, Travis, week one, we got 18 weeks, 17 games, and there is no need to put you out there now if you aren't 100% just to, to let you start the season and have the potential of this lasting and lingering longer than it should when we're going to need you more toward the end of the season. So me personally, again, we don't know the severity of it, sure. but I would... I we know would, the ACL is intact. Is intact. We know that there's nothing long-term so, problems as far as so that goes. It's a hyperextension, so you stretch some things going on in your knee, and, and you, if the swelling is down, you see how we can move in and out of breaks and such. I personally don't think he would play tonight. They, I don't think he should No, either. no, I, I agree. I guess that's the more yeah. operative word for me because, like you said, this is a team that knows who it is, where its right, goals right. are, and where it's trying to get, and it's the long-term run. It's the backdrop for really both of the conversations around these players, Dad. So they've elevated one of their practice squad tight ends right. as a little bit of insurance for this as well. 
we've been used to. Patrick Mahomes in this offense morphing to fit the personnel in the last couple of years. It's how they were able to trade away Tyreek right. Hill and morph into an offense that used more multiple tight end sets last year, was dinking and dunking a little more than the over-the-top passing game prior to that. But I still look at this and say the biggest difference between Travis Kelsey's situation and Chris Jones's situation is Travis Kelsey's been there all preseason. Exactly right. Travis Kelsey's been there most of the lead-up preparing for this game, and now all of a sudden, in the middle of game week, a short game week, no less, although you know they've been preparing they've been for preparing, it different, right, right. differently in the lead-up, now you're losing him as a part of that game plan that you had had eyes for him in all along. And he's a monster part of the game plan, and Noah Gray is not going to be that monster part of the game plan. So you have Still no an effective player, but well, exactly. not quite future Hall of Famer Travis yeah, Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. <laughs> you have him, you have Blake Bell, and as Mike mentioned, elevating Matt Bushman off the practice the squad uh, to be another body in there. But remember, Kansas City kept seven wide receivers on their initial 53-man roster as opposed to last year when they had five. So they do have extra receivers out there. So the biggest thing is what you said, and you're right. They have been used to practicing and playing without Chris Jones right now, but they have not been used to practicing or playing, getting ready to play without Travis Kelsey. So that is a shift in game plan, which will be a shift in what Detroit is going to do and how they would cover. We know the type of coverage you have to have on a Travis Kelsey, a guy that's going to be a Hall of Famer. Now he's not there, so that will change and make it a little bit easier for the Detroit Lions where that has been the biggest part of the defense that they needed to work on is that back seven, especially that secondary. That's the bigger question mark of the team, the defensive side of the ball, not the offensive side of the ball for the Lions. And so that question mark leads us to the other player in this is Chris Jones, right. which fascinating situation going on with Chris Jones right now. As we know, he's been away from the team, holding out, wants a new contract, believe he deserves to be paid closer to that top end, those Aaron Donald numbers right. north of $30 million a year in his contract. And we ended up seeing even a little bit of an impromptu press conference <laughs> from him at a charity event the other day. Listen to Chris Jones speaking and being an adult saying butthole in public. <laughs> right now is a week one. So we should see how this thing goes. You know, um, things can change in the amount of days. You know, it's 24 hours in a day, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's 24 hours for, you know, for feelings to change, positions to change, and situations to change, man. All we can do is take it an hour at a time, right? What's your message to Chiefs fans? Hey, um, what can I say? Um, opinions are like buttholes. Everybody got them in their <laughs> own state, right? So, you know, um, some gonna like it, some gonna respect it. And some is going to dislike it. Um, that's just the way it is. You can't make everybody happy, unfortunately. Um, as much as you try to do and as much as you try to appease people, you're not going to make everyone happy, unfortunately. I'm sorry. And I'm just asking for a raise, right? right. Chris, Thank you. That has got to be one yeah. of the most physically imposing men to ever say butthole on camera. Yeah, that's exactly right. And uh, I, I listen, we all understand the context of it. Yeah. Uh, we've heard that saying before. I love it in the end. I'm just looking for a little raise. He's supposed to make 19 mil this year. And he's, let's be honest, he's looking for Aaron Donald money. Aaron yeah. Donald makes average uh, year is 31.7. Yeah. So that's the area he wants to be. It's not going to be Nick Bosa money. Nick Bosa just signed. Ooh, buddy, got 170, he sign. 122 uh, guaranteed. We'll get to that it's not going to be that but he'd like closer to Aaron Donald money because right now for that interior D line it's Aaron Donald at 31.7 then the next closest I think now is Quinn and Williams yes. at like 24 million ish in that area and I think Chris Jones if nothing else wants to at least be the second 
defensive tackle, maybe behind Aaron Donald, if not above Aaron Donald, on the pay scale route. And this is a situation we've talked ad nauseum during this process about leverage and what it looks like in all the different situations here. And Chris Jones has said he'd be willing to sit out through week eight. He just said there, hey, things can change. You never know. There's 24 hours, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Bottom line is we're not going to see him out there tonight. No. And because of that, the thing becomes how that leverage swings in a game where you've got probably two of the top five, at least top ten offensive lines in the Absolutely. NFL going up against each other tonight. That Lions offensive line is going to be looking at the Chiefs' defensive front right now that is going to be thin in the middle and without the best pass rusher on that team and a guy who's a factor in the run game and licking their chops with what they want to do. And if you're Chris Jones, while there's rumors that he might be in the building, might be watching right, this game right. in a suite, which the Chiefs know about, right. they don't have an issue with him being there to celebrate, unfurling a banner, which, by the way, Dad, the last time they won the Super Bowl, the following season was the pandemic was COVID, year. So right. there were only about twelve to 15,000 people in the stadium for that moment. This place is going to be a madhouse, and I'm sure Chris Jones would like to see the fruits of his labor. Mm -hmm. There doesn't appear to be animosity necessarily in this situation here, Dad, because that's the one thing I've been asked a bunch, and we're doing hits in the lead-up of this. We're talking to people locally here is – for Chris Jones, if and when he walks back into that locker room, what the reception's going to be like, what his teammates are feeling right now, what is the feeling in that locker room as this team looks at one of their leaders, one of the best players on their team who's getting ready to potentially watch this game from the stands. Remember Travis Kelsey saying, you know, oh, come back, we need you back. But, yeah. And listen, a lot of that, they want him back, but there's no player that's going to get involved in the business of somebody else's money business you do not do that and players know that because they say i hope to be there someday and i don't want anybody getting in my business so they you know what happens when he walks back in that locker room everybody pats his back shakes his hand and say you're buying next time we're out at the amen. bar or the restaurant amen and, amen and you move on and that's it because this isn't the first or last time somebody's going to hold out and miss games but chris jones feels strongly about it his teammates while they want him on the field the coaching staff while they want him on the field understands there is a business part to this game and players only get so many times to ring the bell and I know there's going to be a lot of people saying you sign the contract, you're supposed to make 19 mil with you this year, live with that. That's not how it works. No, you have X amount no, of years no, no. and you have the leverage uh, you know, a hammer and you can swing it. He's trying to swing it right now. We need to get you a leverage hammer. I know. I, need, I do need a hammer. I use that I line to, a lot. You used to have the I used goal to have, hammer. I did have the we goal hammer. We need to get hammer. you an actual leverage hammer here. Somebody in this process start to figure that you know, but but as as Andy Reid or any coach would say in in preparing for the season, we prepare with the guys that are here. That sounds cliche-ish because it is, but it's also true. Holdouts at this point, if they're not going to play, are like injured players. They're ghosts. Sure. They're not around. Sure. They're not in the game plan, so you can't worry about it. That's management's job to worry about it. That's Chris Jones and his team uh, uh, is to worry about it. Andy Reid, the coaching staff, and the players, they don't worry about it. Next man up, step up, do the job. You're on a 53-man roster. You're expected to do the job if you get the chance. Now, no one's going to do the job as well as Chris Jones is, but it's somebody else getting an opportunity to get a lot of snaps because Chris Jones isn't in there. But as you mentioned, this old line for Detroit is a really good offensive line, so that blocking scheme may change your front. Let me ask you, you were an old lineman. If a great player on the other team wasn't in the game, would you be in the, in the, in the preparing going, 
oh, man, I'm glad he's not there, or, man, I wish he was there, or I want to block against the best. I can say that silly notion yeah. that you want to go out and do it against the best. I'll always go back yeah. to 2012. We played a national championship and got our butts whooped against Alabama. I'd have much rather Kansas State just taking care of business against Baylor that year. Yeah. I'd have sacrificed being ranked number one to get to play them because I'm sorry, Kansas State fans, I love you guys. Yeah. Colin Klein's a great guy. You'd have a great him. job as the off coordinator. God, we would have wore you yeah. all out. Yeah, you would have. I'd have been wearing a big fat ring right yeah. now. So, no, you don't want to always play the best. You want to open up the season with a nice soft landing spot. That being said, Dad, we'll talk to Pete Sweeney in a little bit, right, the right. editor-in-chief over at Arrowhead Pride at SB Nation, about some of the specific matchups for Kansas City, guys who might have to step up. When you think about that defense, might not be in the defensive tackle room. George Karloftis, one of their right. top draft picks from last year. You look at this year, Felix Anidike Yazama, the great pass rusher, defensive end out of Kansas State, speaking of purple, right. going to both maybe have to affect that. And we know, listen, Spags is also going to want to send the house all the time. Well, so this is just how that guy gets down. He is, but where is Detroit going to attack? You know, they have Jameer Gibbs. You have Ben Johnson, the old coordinator, back again uh, for this team after getting looks at head coaching jobs. So are you going to attack between the tackles because Chris Jones isn't there, which could make the defense have to pack in a little bit, which could then open up some wide things for either Jameer Gibbs or they got a David Montgomery in who can catch the ball out of the backfield. So, And this is a Lions offense that was one of the best in the league last year and put up a ton of points. So let's let's look big picture at the Lions. Now, like I said, we'll dive even more into the Chiefs. But again, that's the latest on their two biggest players going into the night that won't be on the field. Dad, for the Lions, it's the first time for them being on the field opening right. up the NFL season. They started last year off 1-6. They ended up flirting, getting close, right up to the last game, watching to see if they were going to make the playoffs inside the locker room there. Ultimately find out they weren't, but able to thwart Green Bay's attempt at making it into the postseason for there. So they've been the plucky underdog. We've done every Dan Campbell meme about knee biting and all that stuff. Do you think they're ready this year to be the hunted on the other side right now? They walk into this season, the odds-on favorite to win the NFC right. North that feels like the lid's been lifted without Aaron Rodgers there. Do you think they're ready for this? I, I, I don't know about if I would call them the hunted because they haven't been in that position. They still need to earn that. There's expectation. The expectation, the I, I think, is a, is a big word. And it's, and it's not just because of them. It's because... Now Aaron Rodgers is out of that division, even though Minnesota, you know, smoked that division by like four games last year, even with a bad defense. Um, The expectations for Detroit, everybody's putting them on them, and I'm sure Dan Campbell is putting it on the players, and the players are putting it on themselves. You know, this is the beauty of of starting out 0-0. You have high expectations, and some of the moves they made, especially on the offensive side of the ball, the confidence they have between the running game and the passing game because of what they did last year, to me, the question for them is going to be, did they do enough on defense to figure that out and get better there? Uh, But yeah, I mean, I, I think they'll be able to handle expectations. They were flirting with that last year, and I think they got a little bit of a taste of it that says, okay, let's go the rest of the way. We saw as the season went along, and we've seen a lot right now. We're staring at Aiden Hutchinson jerseys. Guys, looking forward to that group up front taking the next step, but really the focus tonight, I think, is going to be on the back end, too. When you look at Cam Sutton, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, Brian Branch, one of their top picks out of Alabama, an almost entirely new secondary trying to go up against the Chiefs offense that, yeah, won't have his best shot, but you've got one of the best play designers in football there. I know you've got Matt Nagy back here before who's been around, but it's Andy Reid's offense. We know it's always kind of been add to but not in place of. They're going to get a stress test, really, both of these teams' chief concerns coming in. 
Chiefs up front on defense going to get stressed by that Lions offensive line. And then that Chiefs or Lions back end, can it hold up against all of those guys right now? As you're looking at, Dad, maybe a, a different challenge in its own right when you've got Sky Moore, Kadarius right. Tony, Marcus Valdez Scantling. It's guys that can do different things that Andy Reid's always been able to jigsaw piece around a couple of their mainstays. And they've done it after losing Tyreek Hill. Well, what's going to happen with Tyreek Hill? What's going to happen when defense has started playing Patrick Mahomes a little differently and all of a sudden they weren't as successful? They figure it out and they adapt. That's what they do well. Look at this year now. So Travis Kelsey probably going to be out. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with that. He was the leading receiver. Juju Smith-Schuster, second. He's gone as well. So, and as I mentioned earlier, seven receivers instead of five on the opening day roster. They find a way. They'll find other players. It may not be the fantasy players for those playing fantasy football on who to pick. Oh, yeah, nightmare fuel. It used to be Travis Kelsey. Now who do you take as a wide receiver? You still take Mahomes, obviously. But he's going to be dealing and spreading or looking for the mismatches uh, on the, on that uh, defense for Detroit. So, again, change of personnel, but they have the ability to morph and adapt. I am very excited for this moment. Listen, the Chiefs right now, we're going to talk with Pete when he gets up here in a little bit. The D word starting to come into play for yes, them. Yes, that is. We're getting into dynasty territory with that group. But as we've been down here, the one thing we've noticed early on in our time in Kansas City There's a lot of blue down here. Yes, there is. The Detroit Lions faithful are making their presence felt down here. There's a lot of excitement on that side because we've been waiting. We've been waiting, and we feel like Dan Campbell is going to get to be the guy, has been the guy for them, has changed that that word culture, that amorphous blob of a word around their guys, the great staff, all these things. I'm excited for this moment for them because I think they've got what it takes, especially in this particular matchup with all the things we've talked about, to make this a really tightly fought game down to the end. I expect this to be close. I expect the over to be in play. I expect points. And I think the over is 53 and a half, and I'm with you. I expect it to be over. There's two teams in my mind, one in each conference, that have been perennial losers that everybody is kind of looking to make the move. That's the Lions, which we're going to talk a lot more about. And then, obviously, the talk of the offseason has been the Jets, right? Getting Aaron Rodgers and the other assets they got. Two perennial losers that are looking to not just get into the playoffs, but really make a run in the playoffs. Exactly. And that's really what it's about, especially in in this side of football, like you've talked about in the NFC. It feels like it's open for the taking outside of that upper crust at the top of the conference. Who's going to make that next step up? We're going to wait and see. We're just getting started out here outside of Arrowhead. Coming up next, we're going to talk to Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Pride about some of the new faces getting ready to make their Chiefs debut on opening night of the 2023 NFL season next here on Gojo and Golik. All right, guys, we're in the heat of the summer, and you need a pair of great shades that you don't have to baby. Knockaround Sunglasses is the go-to for quality, polarized shades that won't break the bank. Plus, they just released the first set of teams of their official MLB collection, including Red Sox and Yankees. Don't be the person that's squinting into the sun or worried about getting sand on their overpriced sunglasses. Check out knockaround.com for great looking polarized shades starting at just 28 bucks and use code GOLIC for free shipping on your order. All right, guys, let's talk about Jägermeister. They could have written a totally normal ad here, like a really classic ad. They could have talked about their history, the 56 botanicals. It could have been all salesy and cutesy, but they know you don't care. Jägermeister doesn't want to be like all those other ads you've seen and heard. They just wanted to say two things. Jägermeister is great, but everyone has been drinking it wrong. 
damn, that's cold. Drinking it wrong. All right, if that's the case, how should we be drinking it? They are so glad you asked, and so am I, Dad. I'm here to help you. Ice cold is the answer, at zero degrees Fahrenheit to be exact. Ice cold shots of Jägermeister. That's it. That's all they want to tell you. So wherever you are, if you're hanging out with friends or at the bar, call the shots. Cheers with ice cold shots of Jägermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume. Imported by Mast Jägermeister US, White Plains, New York. Chunky, the official soup sponsor of the NFL. And we are excited to be joined right now by Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Pride. Pete, how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. It was a long training camp for Kansas City and Detroit really they started really early here and so I think everybody's been waiting for this day for a long time so we're excited I I think one of the cool things and Mike mentioned it before is with the banner drop a full house can actually see it because that didn't happen the last time because of COVID COVID hit and only what a few thousand people could be in the stadium yeah the Chiefs got a parade and that was kind of the last big thing in Kansas City and a lot of the things that the Chiefs would have done after the Super Bowl, the White House trip, the parties, the ring ceremonies, and then as you mentioned, the the banner, there weren't, weren't a lot of people the last time a banner went up. Uh, the team this today is telling everyone to get in early because they want to have that moment, and I think for some of the guys that are, were here for that other one, it's kind of two in, in one in a sense. I, I think it's going to be a very special moment. At I, I think somebody had told me that, because we saw the ring ceremony, we saw Travis and, and Patrick Mahomes showing the rings, that last time they had to, it was like a drive-through. They actually had to drive through. Somebody handed them their ring, and they drove away. I mean. Yeah, a little um, bit different than the yeah, Mahomes picture unbe- shot to yeah, T. Higgins. Amazing, yeah. Yeah, there were, as you're describing, tents set up, and each player drove through. You had to keep socially distanced and completely different thing this time around. There was actually so much hoopla, you start to wonder, does the hangover creep in a little bit more going into this year? Yeah, and so that's going to be the big question on everybody's mind. We've obviously, as everyone's talked about, ad nauseum in the lead-up to this week. Chris Jones' holdout still going on right now. You've got Travis Kelsey, who's going to be a game-time decision, but really not feeling hopeful about that. But in general, you mentioned the worry about a hangover, the difficulty of repeating right now. What is the feeling around this Chiefs team here locally coming off of a long training camp like you mentioned? Well, people are, are pumped up. I, I think I think they really feel like they are on a cusp of something really special, historically special, when you talk about that New England Patriots type of deal of just the fact that, you know, you look behind us at Arrowhead Stadium, they've hosted five straight AFC title games, only came away with the two Super Bowl wins, but they still feel like here in Kansas City they have the makings of that next great dynasty, and, and we'll see about that, really. Are, are you attaching the D word just yet, or are you, are you waiting? Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes don't want to say the D word. Travis Kelsey's never afraid to say the D word, and, <laughs> and I join him uh, in that. I, I just you think feel- now they are. I think they need one more. I think one more would solidify it for everybody. I think right now you do have the waffling. For me, I, I just I go back to that AFC title thing. Just hosting five yeah. games in your own building. I know they didn't win the bye every time. Certain circumstances had to happen, but you got to put yourself in position to do that, even if you're the number two, the number three seed. And so there's just the fact that they hosted, were able to go to three Super Bowls, didn't get that one against Brady and the Buccaneers. Right. But for me, I, I, I got them there. I understand people who don't, but I, I think they're there. Yeah. So looking at the team specifically then, let's start on offense we've seen over the last couple of years the way defenses have played the Kansas City Chiefs has changed obviously the departure of Tyreek Hill last year 
Yeah. Who's the player that people are looking at outside the obvious yeah. Mahomes and Kelsey's matchup when they're on the field together? But who's the player on this offense now that people are starting to look at and get excited about? For me, it's Sky Moore. And I think a lot of people in Kansas City are excited about Sky Moore. I'm not sure if he's getting enough of that national buzz. He's a second-year wide receiver just like everybody else. And the thing that st stands out about Sky Moore is Patrick Mahomes brings these guys down to Texas even before OTAs. He has a couple weeks where he's down there, and guys can come and go as they please. Sky Moore was down there for every single day, and I think it really translated during training camp. You've seen him become a go-to target of sorts. Juju Smith-Schuster isn't here anymore. Yep. He was such a key factor in the Super Bowl. I think Sky Moore becomes that chain mover, that go-to target when Kelsey's bracketed, he's doubled, or tonight, potentially not yeah. playing. Sky Moore, 22 receptions last year, so it's definitely looking to make that yeah. next jump uh, to the next level. And speaking of tight end, so again, we're, we're kind of playing it like Kelsey's not going to play or, or be a big factor or play much. What, what, do, what do people need to know about Noah Gray coming in? Obviously, he's not going to be Travis Kelsey, but what can the expectations be from that position? Yeah, fifth rounder from a couple of years ago at a Duke. He only had three drops during college and has sort of lived in the shadow behind Travis Kelsey. Everybody does, though. Yeah. Last couple of years. <laughs> and you know what? Quietly, he's become probably the best blocking tight end on the team that goes along with some of the offensive power that, that I think he has. And I think he's been waiting for a moment like this. Kelsey's pretty durable, pretty available. Not to say that you ever want to see anyone go down, but I think this is an opportunity for him to really step up into the spotlight and show what he can do. I, I think there were times at training camps before where he's kind of flashed as that baby Kelsey type of deal, and we'll see if it pans out tonight. I, I think Noah Gray is ready for the moment. He was surrounded by media members in the locker room, and he, he says, you know, we just we just trust in, in Coach Reed's game plan. And so the thing that will be missing tonight is that Kelsey Mahomes mind meld if he doesn't yep. play. But I think Noah Gray can do enough for them to put themselves in position to win. Offensively, I think it's interesting. We talk about the tight end room, and we saw more of them on the field yep. together last year than the entirety of Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reed's time together leading up to that. I think they had more snaps of three tight end snaps last year than in those years combined. But that's also because you had the offensive line you had last year that's become, as they've hockey line changed so much of that group, they've built up that great young core on the inside here. What's the feeling around the new tackles here? You've got Donovan Smith on one side, Juwan Taylor, who they brought over, who's seen as more of an upside play, but are we not making a big enough deal about the fact that you've got two new edge guys there with the departure of Orlando Brown, too? Well, we heard from Patrick Mahomes early in the preseason and as they were getting into the games, and one of the things that stuck out to me is he said, ah, I like to get my first hit, you know, yeah. and so that... That's a great pseudo-Patrick Mahomes. It, it was. It was good. Stuck out right there, too. <laughs> I, and as it turned out, by the end of the preseason, he never got hit. He never was touched. So the first time he gets a quarterback hit, he's pressured, he's, he's, he's sacked tonight. That's going to be his first hit of the preseason and regular season. And I think that's a great sign. I think that's a great sign for the new offensive line gelling well together. You can tell that interior, which I think we know the interior of the offensive line is elite, yep. uh, really likes the new guys. The huge thing about the O-line is the communication. Donovan Smith had a bad year last year, and it was because he was hurt. He was trying to play through injuries. Uh, before that, he was quite, an, quite the Iron Man. He, he never missed a game. Uh, and I think he looks like he did the year before last. And then you talk about Jawan Taylor. He was that big ticket right tackle that the Chiefs went and got. This may be the best offensive line that Patrick Mahomes has had since becoming a starter. Now, that's on paper. We'll have to see if that pans out. But uh, I, I like the start for them. And then the running back duo, Pacheco, kind of caught a lot of us by surprise, but really played well. And then yeah. McKinnon catching 56 balls out of the backfield. 170 carries for Pacheco. I'm imagining 
we may hit the 200 mark there with McKinnon still be that receiving guy? Yeah, Isaiah Pacheco, he's uh, Jonathan Taylor and Josh Jacobs' least favorite running back in the league because he's he's proving that yeah. you, you draft yeah, him in the right. seventh round, you're drafted undrafted, it, it doesn't matter, you can still be productive. He got more than 800 yards rushing last year, and he wasn't a starter till week seven, week eight. And so I'm ready to see what can he can do production-wise with a full year of, as a starter. The Chiefs are the best when they're grounding and pounding. You look down in the middle of the game, and Isaiah Pacheco has like 12, 13 carries. That means they're mixing it up, and it even helps the pass game because the, the opposing defense feels like they're, they're threatened by that run. It is a mix and match in Kansas City. I think you see a little bit Jarek McKinnon and also Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Don't forget about him. Yeah. The Chiefs haven't, and I, I'll tell you, I think he's going be touching the football more than people estimate. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. And you okay. talk about the running back conversation, a former first rounder yeah. who's also kind of looped into that discussion here. It is interesting to think, too, about this offseason. We've talked so little probably because of the Andy Reid effect. Eric Bieniemy finally departs this team. We thought it was going to be as a head coach for such a long time. Matt Nagy back in the fold right now. So a familiar voice for Patrick Mahomes, for Andy Reid, and a team that kind of knows this guy already. Feels like another seamless transition. Well, nothing against Matt Nagy. I like, I like Matt Nagy. Pat loves Matt Nagy. But I just have this feeling when you're under Andy Reid, you could kind of bring in any offensive line, or I should say offensive coordinator, and I, I feel like they're going to make it work. That Andy Reid is the key to this thing, and that's why you've seen so many coaches leave and have success at other places. And that's a reason, I think, part of the reason that Eric Bieniemy had to leave because of how solid Andy Reid is. And I, I feel like Matt Nagy's great. I, I know that Patrick Mahomes really has this rapport with him. He was his first offensive coordinator when he was still behind uh, Alex Smith, and now they're back together. And I, I think the key that you've seen from Nagy is that he wants to challenge Pat every day with new things, and they try to do that each and every day, and there's just like this mutual respect. So I, I expect big things from Eric Bieniemy uh, now that he's in control of the offense in Washington, but I don't think there's going to be any kind of blip in the radar, any yeah. kind of bump yeah. in Kansas City. All right, well, uh, coming up next, we got a lot still going on here in the show. Again, we're going up till 7 o'clock Eastern. We got some spicy soup from yes, our friends at do. Campbell's Chunky, oh. the best official soup sponsor and partner of the mm -hmm. Kansas City Chiefs. But coming up next, I want to look not only at the Chiefs' defense, but what we have coming up this season for Kansas City and some interesting matchups on the schedule for the defending Super Bowl champions. Sound the trumpets, it's horse racing time. So saddle up for the action with DK Horse, an official DraftKings affiliate. Right now, new customers who download the DK Horse app can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $250. Just deposit $25 or more and complete the playthrough requirement. Wager on your favorite horses, then watch the races live right in the app. Download the DK Horse app now. New customers get a 100% deposit bonus up to $250 when they opt in with code GOLIT. Only on the DK Horse app. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 18-PLUS, 21-PLUS in certain states, to open or access an account and resident of a state where DK Horse is available. Eligibility restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. One per new customer. Match calculated on first deposit up to a maximum of $250. Deposit requires two-time playthrough of settled wager within 168 hours. Bonus released in $25 increments. Deposit and eligibility restrictions apply. See terms at DKHorse.com. I don't know how long we've been up here. If they heard me singing hot in here right now, <laughs> yeah. Rojo and Golick. I hope so. Mike Golick Jr., Mike Golick Sr., Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Pride with SB Nation. Here with us outside of Arrowhead Stadium. Get ready. For, listen, it's contagious. It's a, this is, so this is my first time out here getting ready in front of Arrowhead Stadium, being out here, seeing yeah. the tailgate scene. Dad, you played here yeah. and have been around here for the sights and smells. 
Pete, is this more or less about normal for what we've seen? We know we got the Super Bowl celebration tonight, but this is uh, as impressive a tailgate setting as you'll probably see across the National Football League. Yeah, I think the key is, as we were mentioning a little bit earlier, this is banner night for real. And I, I think the fans have been waiting a long time for this moment since the 2019 season that ended in, in a Super Bowl. And you could tell that there's a little bit of an extra buzz. There is some tonight. juice here. I would say, yeah. You're a transplant by way of New York. Mm -hmm. You're an East Coaster. I yeah. grew up in Connecticut. Dad's Midwest, yeah. but we spent a lot of time out in Connecticut. I have made the jump in out here and have been trying to get to the barbecue scene. We got to go to uh, Jack Stack earlier right. today, went to Char Bar last night here. Have you found now, and being out here and covering the team now for a number of times, have you fallen into some of your favorite places here? What have you, what's your go-to out here in the barbecue scene? Yeah, mine is a little bit of a, a new new restaurant to the, to the bunch, Q39, and Andy Reid will, will he'll say this line where he's like, you know, you can't have a bad barbecue, but... He's been known when ah. he's celebrating something to also go to Q39. There's a, a stunner. They got a nice back room yeah. uh, for him. Uh, and so I, I stick with Big Red on all food ticks. Being anointed by Andy Reid is a pretty high blood. I have said <laughs> in my nine years of playing, people ask me, what's the best stadium for there here or there? I said, Arrowhead is the best smelling stadium I have ever been to. You come in and the, the wafting of the barbecue. And then when we would leave, as the visiting team, we'd leave to get to our bus, people would give us, fans who are so nice, would give us barbecue to take on the bus. It was phenomenal. It's, a, it's the best place I came for the smell and then getting the food afterward. Absolutely fantastic place. Yeah, it's it's like a, a as you cl get closer to the stadium, it's like a cloud. It's like a barbecue cloud, uh, and you start to smell it, and it oh. gets stronger and stronger. Okay, and my mouth's watering. <laughs> it's a lot better than yeah. the cloud that was, well, depending on who you are, better than the cloud that was floating around Court 17 at the U.S. Open going on That's in tennis true. right now. <laughs> different clouds. Different cloud. different. Yes. The two probably go together very well. I bet well. there's a cloud like that somewhere here, too. I smell yeah. the cloud like yeah. that not too <laughs> Far along ago, up here. It was right before Pete came up. I'm not going to accuse him of anything <laughs> on this standpoint here. But, uh, Pete, listen, you started writing the book on the dynasty yes. right. after last season here. So you're mm -hmm. sort of the expert in this field yeah. with Kansas City. And we saw this coming. They were a good team once Andy Reid got here, right, right before the Patrick Mahomes combination. As you've looked and started really diving into this, yeah. How, what has that combination meant to this city, this area, this franchise, so far of what we've seen? What's made it so special? Well, I, I think it actually started even before Patrick Mahomes got here. Clark Hunt, the owner of the Chiefs, looked at the Pittsburgh Steelers, and, and he, I, he initially just was like, you know, we want to be competitive every single year. Like, we have, have not been competitive every single year, and some years it's been embarrassing. You talk about the tumultuous 2020, uh, 2012 season, and I think he wanted to put someone in place, and Andy Reid originally was John Dorsey, uh, the GM, and they started rebuilding this thing. And I, I think they rebuilt it to a point where they said, okay, Al Smith, great quarterback, has taken us so far. We need that franchise guy, not only a franchise guy, but an elite guy. And they found him. You know, Brett Veach ended up becoming the general manager Manager. He has been credited with get, seeing Patrick Mahomes and finding the tape initially. They got him to Kansas City. They're with him all, every step of the way. And I think what you've seen, uh, they had, they knew they had the offense in 18, and they had to make a change at defensive coordinator. Brought in Steve Spagnuolo, who Andy Reid was familiar with, completely turned the, the defense around and, and really started to put championship teams together. And now you have, I, I think, a regime that wants to maintain that flexibility. That's part of the reason why you're seeing this process with Chris Jones, because the Chiefs want to make sure that they can win every year and not overcommit and 
Chris Jones is an all-world player, so you can understand his side of it, too, where he wants his money. So that's where you're seeing that struggle. Come so, out. again, we're throwing out the D-word dynasty. You yeah. think they're there. I think they're almost there. One of the ways you're going to get there is by having great players on your team. Right. Chris Jones is one of those. Chris Jones is a dominant interior defensive lineman in the league, one of the most dominant, if not the most dominant. So he's a guy you want to have on your team. So where do you think this thing go? Do we really think he sits till week eight? Because, again, if people don't know, no, he's going to have to come back if he wants this year to count. He has to get X amount of games, and he can't sit for the entire year. There's nothing worse than the mad dash to try and secure tickets for an event. The fact is, buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. It's easy to browse the GameTime app for flash deals and last-minute tickets. There's even a lowest price guarantee and event cancellation protection. And forget planning months in advance. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. So snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code GOJO for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code GOJO for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you gotta check this out. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code GOJO. That's code GOJO for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back to Gojo and yes. Golik. Listen, when Andy Reid comes by, they stop the entire thing here. They have to black yep. out the feed. Yep, exactly. Him, Patrick Mahomes, everyone else there coming by, so... Uh, we had to black it out there for a second. We're glad to be back Listen, here. sometimes things happen. Every now and then a cornerback gets beat on a go route. You know what you got to do? You got you to come back the next play. You just got to come back the next play and keep going. That's what we're going to do. You find an excuse or you find a way. We are still fueled by Campbell's Chunky, yes, the official soup sponsor of the NFL. We are still out in front of Arrowhead Stadium getting ready to go for this game. We got Andrew Hawkins coming right. up. Our thanks to Pete Sweeney who sat down with us from Arrowhead Pride. Got a real in-depth look at this Chiefs team. We'll get to take a look around the rest of the NFL as we get set to open up. Talking to Hawk, talking about some of his first right. opening NFL weekends out there. He's one of my favorite storytellers in and around the sport here, Dad. We did want to look ahead while we had the chance to some of this Chiefs' upcoming season schedule, though, when you look at some of the interesting games built into the schedule, because we know title defense going to have a lot of ups and downs here. They've got, according to Sharp Football, the fifth hardest schedule heading into this upcoming NFL season, right. which you expect from a team defending Super Bowl champions. The one that's always interesting can start off here week four 
the New York Jets, Mahomes versus Rodgers here. I think that's probably, well, this is going to be an exciting game in a lot of ways. The Jets opening up the season Monday Night Football going to be the one everyone has eyes yeah, on is. because this is the most interesting experiment in the NFL this season. Well, it, this is this reminds us of the Brady situation right. in Tampa where you knew there was a clock running, right? You know, for Patrick Holmes, Andy Reid, the Kansas City Chiefs, that clock's just going to keep going, right? They, they have some years to go. When Tom went to Tampa, you had a few years. Aaron Rodgers now at the Jets. Couple years, two years, we're thinking. Yeah. Tops, maybe three, but I think maybe two years. So they got to make hay right now. And if they don't, and that means a Super Bowl, then it's a failed experiment for them. So they are throwing everything into this, which they should. Like we said, Tampa did it. The Rams did it by not having a draft pick till the end of the year 2099, and now they stink. But they won a Super Bowl, so it's all worth it. So that's where the Jets are right now. So the Jets throwing everything in the kitchen sink. They'll have one of the best defenses in the NFL. That'll really, to me, that's the matchup. That defense against Mahomes in this Kansas City offense. Yeah, that's going to be very exciting. Maybe the deepest front four yeah. in all of the NFL here. New money, Chris, uh, uh, new money, Quinn Williams. Williams. Yeah. Chris Jones looking longingly and say, see how easy it was <laughs> how about when you it? pay the nice man over on that side. Dad, week eight, the Denver Broncos inside the division in the AFC West. The reclamation project to end them all. Sean Payton trying to revive Russell Wilson, making fun of him for kissing babies here. But I think an even bigger thing, already injuries to the wide receiver core yeah. at the start of the season. A defense that they started selling off parts last year that's going to be enjoying a facelift as well. There are a lot of question marks outside of the quarterback. At one point in camp, they had, they were down five wide receivers. Yeah. I mean, just amazing. Here's the thing to me. I mean, you have Sean Payton, a renowned offensive head coach, but offensive-minded coach. Russell Wilson, basically a Hall of Fame career before he got to Denver, right? And then just horrible last year. And now you have these guys coming together where Sean Payton is a play from the pocket, go through your reads, get rid of the ball guy. And Russell Wilson isn't. Russell Wilson is a, I'm going to scramble, I'm going to make hay, I'm going to make something happen outside, or I'm going to run. So I'm really interested to see how these two come together. They are steps below Kansas City, without question. But the big question to me is how Sean Payton and Russell Wilson, who have had some interesting conversations, it seems, are going to coexist on the field. I mean, the, the interesting conversation has been more of a dictation. It's been Sean yes. Payton coming yes. in and saying, we're going to do things my way. You mentioned the offensive fit. I've seen a lot of people point out they expect more of like that 2021 Jameis Winston Taysom Hill offense that's going to use more play action, that's going to get Russ out on the move, that's right. going to do the things that come a little more naturally to him. You also have to wonder about that offensive line that he's going to be playing behind there with Garrett Bowles. Can they get him back to the form from a couple of years ago? Mike Munchak had made him into yep. a Pro Bowl guy. They went and spent all that money on Mike McGlinchey, the 49ers right. former offensive tackle, who's now going to be lining up on the right side for them. Can they handle business on that front? Dad, the last interesting one on the schedule there, week nine, Miami, the return of Tyreek Hill. There's been a lot to say beforehand. There's been a lot to say after. It seems to be less of a storyline going into this season, but more of an ever-present threat to the secondary that knows all too well. Well, that's exactly right. The deep threat that he is and the fact that Miami has one of, on, on paper one of the best rosters in the NFL. I mean, I think they are primed to win the AFC East with this roster. Now, again, you got to play the games. The game isn't on paper. But we keep saying if Tua stays healthy. And, and unfortunately for Tua, that's been a big if. I yeah. mean, he even came into the league with the hip uh, from Alabama. We know about the concussions last year. 
But that offense was humming when he was in there. He was an MVP conversation at the first five weeks of the season. And then, you know, went to hell in a handbasket, that offense, once he got hurt. So Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, that defense, which I think is an excellent defense. I mean, this this team is primed to be one of the better teams in the NFL. Vic Fangio going yep. to have a completely different look and feel to that defense. We'll see what it means for guys like Christian Wilkins, Jalen Phillips on the edge there, who are going to be looking to affect Patrick Mahomes early and often. We are just getting started. Speaking of early and often, we're going to take you all the way up to close to kickoff and get a little help from one of our favorites next as we look at some of the best wide receivers around the league. Stick with us. It's Gojo and Golan.